are Renovate. We create organizational disruption for transformational impact, providing accessible leadership development for leaders and their teams. This podcast is designed for employees and employers, established leaders and rising leaders, and those who want to renovate the idea of leadership. Welcome to our podcast. So welcome back to our series titled Class of 2021, What's Next? In the previous two episodes of this series, we had talked about the losses faced by the Class of 2021 due to the way COVID-19 disrupted the last two years of their college education, as well as how both employers and graduates need to address and fill in the gaps left by those losses as the class of 2021 enters the workforce. Today, we wanna take one of our themes from earlier and dive in a little bit deeper. So last week, we identified that isolation has been a huge issue for these students. And one of the ways we need to welcome them to the workforce is through invitation specific invitations that help them come out of that isolation. This activity of intentional invitation into the rhythms and culture of the workspace is what we call engagement. And at Renovate, our focus is all about engagement and reimagining strategic growth through relational team transformation and opportunity. To get us started on this idea of engaging the class of 2021, We wanted to hear from them directly. Mm. So we reached out to a couple of recent college graduates from two different parts of the country with two different colleges and asked them these questions. How do you define engagement at work? What does it look like to have your employer engage you in the workplace? How important is civic engagement in the workplace or for the employer? We will share their answers throughout the podcast today. Nicole, engagement of employees in the workplace is not a new thing and definitely something employers should have already been thinking about with their current employees. Each generation currently working, and there are five right now, engages with the workplace differently. In fact, the Center for Generational Kinetics out of Austin, Texas has created a wonderful niche just helping organizations navigate having five very different groups in one workplace setting. So briefly, let's share what workplace engagement looks like for these five different generations. And we do wanna thank both the Center for Generational Kinetics and Amplify, an organization also dedicated to helping create workplace environments in which all employees flourish for providing us with some of our research on this topic. So the oldest generation in the workforce right now is called the silent generation. Mm -hmm. They are only about 1% of the workforce at this point. And they came to age post-World War II and are known to be civic-minded, loyal to companies, team players, and rule followers. They value feeling useful and needed and look for engagement through training to maintain that. Baby boomers, the next generation and about 23% of the workforce, are the group that have not been retiring as predicted. Mm -hmm. But when they do, they will open up a huge number of jobs in a very short amount of time. The boomers like to know how their role in an organization is part of the bigger picture and that their skills are being utilized. 
So for them, their sense of engagement focuses on doing good work for the organization rather than on social connections at the office. Next comes Generation X, which is where Nicole and I fit in. Gen X yep. desires creative input and a healthy work-life balance. But like boomers, they don't necessarily value social engagement at work. Engaging Gen X employees means providing quality workshops and seminars to add meaning and creativity to the work they are doing. After Gen X come the millennials, perhaps and unfortunately the most maligned generation. Mm -hmm. But despite all the jokes, millennials do work. And in that work, they care about the purpose of their work and about organizations that care about sustainability or environmental responsibility. So engaging millennials in the workplace means making a difference in the world and providing opportunities for them to give back or engage in philanthropic arenas. So each generation engages in work just a little bit differently and savvy employers have navigated those realities to retain quality employees of all ages. Nicole, Gen Z is no different in the fact that they also need workplace engagement that is specific to them. So this generation, as we talked about last week in episode three, needs clear expectations. They need invitations for social interaction, which will not come naturally to them. And they need mentorship to help them engage fully into a workspace. Like Gen X, they're not looking for social relationships at work, but learning from and receiving mentoring from experienced employees who will engage them both in their work and the rhythms of the office. So Elizabeth S., one of the recent graduates that we interviewed, stated that, quote, engagement in the workplace means enjoying the work you are doing, having passion for your projects, and feeling a sense of belonging in the workplace, end quote. Similarly, Haley C. shared that, quote, from my experience, engagement in the workplace is when I feel fully comfortable at my job. I know the tasks that I need to complete and what is expected of me. I personally prefer an environment where there is an open line for communication in which I am able to ask questions when needed. I found that this approach allows me to independently do my job, but also gives me the opportunity to ask questions when necessary, end quote. Nicole, this engagement is important because as Jason Dorsey from the Center for Generational Kinetics has predicted on his website, jasondorsey.com, he has said, quote, some members of Gen Z could leapfrog millennials in the workforce. Wow. That's right. Gen Z has a different view of work and risk and employment expectations that is going to be a huge deal for themselves, millennials, and especially employers end quote. At Renovate, we, we've experienced engagement as a two-way relationship. Mm -hmm. And as we listen to our graduates, the class of 2021, it will be important for us to hear how they define engagement and the need for clear communication. Sometimes you'll hear us refer to Renovate as RALD, <laughs> right? Renovate, accessible leadership development. And we understand that engagement is multifunctional. It may be internal, so on a personal level, or external, impacting the company and immediate co-workers. 
So let's think about it being internal. If we believe employers will need to listen to employees to ensure the employees understand all of the communications, yes, then employers, you can tell any staff person what should be done. However, the employee interaction with the task at hand is of great import, importance. In our world, <laughs> that's, that's my funny. <laughs> Social media has had an effect on written communications. Five years ago, Emily, we were not having a full conversation with acronyms. And I confess, Nicole, that as a Gen Xer, I'm still not, but I'm starting to pick up on it, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so as you consider the elongated onboarding trainings, provide the new employee with clear expectation for online communication both in like the physical and online workspace and out of the workplace. Employers, you may boast about your current leadership and its willingness to engage, but does it foster relationship? Does it seek out spontane spontaneity? Yeah. When we think about, uh, when we think about engagement from an external piece, we need to be able to express to Gen Z's the do's and the don'ts. Literal expectation of the employee and the product that they are producing for the consumer. Yes. Well, let's go back to invitation from episode three. Elizabeth S. shared that, quote, overall, having employers who are empathetic to the idea that this incoming generation of employees may not have experienced workplace culture will be critical for success. If companies want strong workplace engagement, it will be important for management to take a role in welcoming and onboarding new employees into the culture of the office and not just the role that they have in the company, end quote. So you heard it from the class of 2021 there. How do we think then about engaging them and what they need as they enter the workforce? What will they require of employers? So first, remember that they are going through a lot emotionally and mentally. We talked about this in the last episode and we'll address it again in the next one because it's that important. Engaging with them means being aware of your own exhaustion and fragility after the pandemic, as well as theirs. Engaging with them means to remember that they are 22 years old and not seasoned veterans of life, like employers might, may be. Do you remember 22? <laughs> <laughs> Engaging on this topic means being vulnerable at times about the challenges you have faced emotionally or mentally during the pandemic. And this doesn't mean lowering job expectations, but allowing for a longer onboarding or lower learning curve to allow for the moments when the emotional trauma may rear its ugly head. It means having conversations about how they are doing and feeling mentally, because those issues are not only important to them, but important to the work they will be able to produce. If you're curious about some other onboarding ideas, we invite you to go back and listen to episode three as well. Yes, please listen. Second, pay attention to what actually engages this group of young adults. As we just talked about earlier, be aware that they are not millennials and do think about the world or about 
work in different ways. Mm -hmm. This generation needs clear expectations, straightforward instructions, and invitations for social interaction, which will not come naturally to them. They need to be listened to as well as instructed. Listen to their questions specifically about the job. Yes, but also be willing to listen to their concerns, fears, and struggles with life in general at their age, and maybe maybe even about how the company's health insurance work. <laughs> Things like, is there mental health coverage? Or what in the world is 401k? Or as our friend Haley C put it, quote, an employer who is engaged in the workplace should motivate the employees, which raises productivity. Yes. I, <laughs> I previously worked in a restaurant where my employee employer was rarely present. And when they were present, it was in a crisis. While I don't think there is a need for friendship between employees and an employer, I think that for a successful business to run, there is a need for communication. I did have very encouraging and hands-on managers, which made my job more enjoyable. And without them, I don't know how loyal I would have been to the company, end quote. Wow. The wisdom that they're sharing. The third idea is if you don't already, make intentional mentorship part of the onboarding process. And we would say that the onboarding process needs to last at least a year. So these new employees have the consistency that this group specifically has been missing for so long. Elizabeth S. stated that, quote, having an employer engage me in the workplace looks like quarterly check-ins to make sure we're on the same page and I am on track with my work. It also looks like being part of projects and teams my employers know I work well on. I think overall having the employer understand my goals and values and making sure I am put in a position where I am able to work towards those or in roles where my values and passions are at the forefront, end quote. So our advice, assign a person who is not a direct supervisor, but someone who knows the job function at least a little bit and has had a few years of experience in the organization. This mentor is not someone who should evaluate, but someone to encourage and guide. Someone who can be asked all sorts of questions with the confidence of getting an honest and non-judgmental answer. Of course, some sort of incentive for the mentor would be great HR move to ensure quality Good. mentorship and not a sense of burden on taking on the new kid. Maybe a small pot of money available to pay for coffee or lunch once in a while. I mean, the best mentoring might need to take place outside of the office space to afford privacy for honest questioning. But what kinds of things should happen in this mentoring relationship? Let's go back to those issues of isolation and invitation. The first job is to help these new employees lose that sense of isolation, providing for them someone who will be intentional about inviting them into the space and helping them understand the culture and norms of the office. Should they be present when somebody brings birthday donuts? Is that a generally expected practice to participate in these celebrations and moments, even just as a courtesy? Mm. Is it encouraged to greet fellow employees in the morning and say goodbye at the end of the day? Is rushing out at 5.01 p.m. not really the mentality, yet 
don't stay extra hours as work-life balance is encouraged. Or the mentor can help answer the next stage of questions that will arise after the official orientation. Sure, in orientation, the new employee was probably told about Zoom meeting expectations. <laughs> like yeah. we talked about last episode, but were they really invited into the meetings? The mentor, because they are not in a position to evaluate the performance or work of the new employee, can help guide them in the unspoken expectations. Yes. They can observe and offer a reminder that will not feel like judgment coming from a direct supervisor. Perhaps speaking up in meetings is an expectation, but the new employee is reluctant. The mentor then offers the invitation and expectation that sharing ideas and opinions moving from observation to engagement is something the new employee should be doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They might even ask questions like, is eating or drinking in meetings, either in person or on Zoom, is that acceptable? Nicole, I love that, that moving from observation to engagement. And, and that last idea of engagement is really to pursue actions that are near and dear to the core values of these young adults. Find out what engagement means to them. Mm. Of course, some ideas, but thinking generationally is just a composite of a very diverse population that doesn't all think or respond exactly alike. So it's important to find out what your new employees care about, are passionate about, or desire to engage with both in and out of the office setting. Haley C. defines that civil engagement, quote, in the workplace is something that is very important to me. I am entering a field where I will be in constant contact with the community and a positive relationship with citizens is necessary. It is important to me that both my coworkers and employers are positive and active members of society, end quote. Wow. Elizabeth S. also commented that, quote, a strong sense of civic engagement in the workplace is critical in my opinion. If we are not caring about the world around us and the issues going on around us, how are we supposed to care about our company and thrive in our company, end quote. It is critical for employees, employers to recognize their role in what is happening in the world around them and how they are aiding or perpetrating these situations, as well as how current issues are affecting their employees and their performance. Understand that they are probably wondering that Generation Z is going to ask certain types of questions. Mm -hmm. For example, can I speak my truth at work? Does my employer support LGBTQ plus employees? And how do I know or see that? Yeah. Does this employer value civic engagement both as a company and on a personal level? And how can I get involved? How does this company engage in issues of diversity, inclusion, and equity? And where can I go to offer my ideas or concerns on this top topic? And then finally, you might hear questions like, is my voice going to be heard and valued if I see or hear things that marginalize or dismiss certain populations of people? Yes. 
employers, if you don't have answers for these questions, you're going to need to come up with them. Because in one way or another, this of their minds and absolutely at the core of how they engage with them at work. Yes. And engaging the class of 2021 is just the first step. Next week, we're going to go back to another theme that we introduced in episode three, the gaps left by emotional and mental trauma from the pandemic. We're going to shift from engaging these new employees to encouraging them and guiding them to grow as employees. The reality is that engaging is just the first step. It's getting them connected and invested in your organization, but to retain them, to keep them there. Intentional encouragement and guidance will will be needed to help them develop their strengths and capabilities for the long term. So we hope you tune in next week as we talk about what encouraging the class of 2021 looks like. Thank you for joining us this week on the Renovate Podcast. If this episode sparked questions or a desire to learn more, please follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at RenovateALD. And catch our past episodes by visiting the podcast webpage. We hope you join us again next week. And in the meantime, how will you disrupt your sphere for transformational impact?